0: welcome to super entrepreneurs podcast today we have with us dr jonathan Baktari. how are you jonathan if you don't mind me calling you jonathan oh, or why? should i say dr Baktari? not a,
1: no no Jonathan's amazing that's fine Oh, okay, good,
0: that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's an honor. oh, it's it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. We always we actually enjoy and we like the guests to int- introduce themselves in their own words and then we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, um so um I'm the CEO of e7 Health. Prior to that, i was practicing clinical medicine i was a professor in med schools and uh, i also did administrative medicine uh, but i really uh took all that experience and uh, we tried to develop a uh organizations that culturally had you know common themes which was one you know okay. allowing our staff to grow uh and and have the best possible life they could have both professionally and financially as well as putting out a product in that in this case healthcare that really empowered the lives of patients, reduced stress in their lives, and help them get the healthcare they deserve. But to really come at it from a cultural point of view in terms of our organization and then leverage technology also. So we're we're a software technology company. But at the end, it's really the organization that drives all that. And that is, you know, building culture uh and understanding that both, you know, your staff as well as who you are basically selling to uh, their concerns are addressed. So I think that's really sums up
0: what we do. Excellent. And it looks like, you know, you mentioned uh, software. So is your technology or what we work (coughs) in involve artificial intelligence? Um, not yet, not yet. We're
1: getting there. I think our technology, as, as you know, healthcare can be very challenging and a lot of obstacles. I mean, to this day, most people show up in a medical institution, they're given a clipboard and, uh, you know, that's sort of the standard fare right now, despite the fact that, you know, every other industry is light years ahead of, of sometimes what healthcare is. So our, our goal is to reduce barriers when people interact with the healthcare system and you know reduce friction also for the person providing the care so that the bulk of the time is spent actually face to face and not doing other stuff
0: so is that is something that you're going to get into in the future i assume because it it well the artificial intelligence
1: part is i mean yeah i mean uh, what we do right now is you know we won the. Uh, in 2019, we won the uh, uh, number one healthcare technology company award by the Las Vegas Sun and uh, Cox Communication, and we were, you know, we were one of hundreds of companies competing for that. And one of the things I think that made our organization stand out is, uh, and is the fact that we have really innovated in a way where uh, we've taken most out of most of the friction out of a doctor-patient experience, where Uh, technology is not there to burden the patient or burden the doctor, but the technology is there to get rid of everything. So most of the encounter is just spent face to face and not worried about, you know, complying with health insurance guidelines and getting reimbursements and whatever but more, you know, what can we do to improve? Now we do have in the sense that in our software we have a lot of safety features, for example, if it's too early for you to have a certain treatment or there's contraindication for you to have that, all of that is built in our technology, where our technology, you know, if if we try to give you a certain treatment or schedule you for a certain visit and it's either too early or there's a contraindication to give you a medicine, for example, our software, our technology will actually, you know, stop that from happening and alert, uh the provider that hey this is there's a contraindication to doing to doing this. So in that sense I think you know I don't think that's necessarily artificial intelligence but I think there are ways you can leverage technology to improve quality by just getting all the data in one place so mistakes and going in the wrong direction doesn't happen. So if you came in yeah. for example and you had a latex allergy and you know Somebody recommended you get a certain vaccine that's drawn up in a latex or, you know, in a latex bottle, you know, the software would prevent that from happening. And so to that extent, we also reduce medical errors. And uh, we also and then also recommend, you know, like our system automatically calculates, you know, when your next visit should be based on what we're doing for you. Uh, So we're not guessing, oh, you should come back in three weeks, six weeks, and month, three months based on what we're doing for you, that the technology will anticipate that and alert the person that, yeah, you should, you know, you should come back in six months or three months.
0: Yeah. This is somewhat like a a cousin of of artificial intelligence. It's in the same family. And yeah, yeah, I guess you could look at
1: it like that. Yeah. So we do we take a lot of anything that would involve approximating or guessing we make it precise.
0: Hmm. Are you still practicing?
1: Uh, no, I stopped practicing 10 years ago, but, um, I mean, to a certain extent, I do practice for friends and family. So I have my medical license. Yeah. So I do take care of friends and family, but that's uh, good. believe it or not. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that actually that in itself is pretty interesting because that's very rewarding because you your friends we'll call you up and say, Hey, I'm in an ER somewhere or, uh, you know, this and that. And
0: it's really nice to be able to help. Of course. Uh, as long as, uh, you don't have to go on, uh, in the middle of the night somewhere, God forbid, but
1: I <laughs> actually, I have called. a couple of times for friends who've uh, had oh, been wow. in a difficult situations. So, but that, that's a lot, that's a,
0: yeah, that's part just of a, it, yeah. That's joy. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's great. That's wonderful. And you creating all this technology is basically, um, providing service to others. And, you know, you are creating the software, you are creating the tools that makes things better for others. Um, there's no question. That's a, that's really, really a good thing to do, especially in your profession. Yeah. Especially in our
1: field of medicine, because it's been, I think there's been a lot of resistance because traditionally medicine has been done a certain way. And, uh, and we've had a lot of innovation in terms of pharmacology and drugs and procedures, but healthcare technology, you know, over the decades have, has lagged behind. there has been a, there has been a push, you know, uh, to kind of accelerate that and get caught up with other fields. Uh, you know, I've listened to, so, listen to some of your podcasts you did before and, and yeah, in other technology in other fields, this there's been a much livelier push uh, to move ahead with technology. I think medicine has traditionally had a lot of obstacles to progress in technology, mul- multiple, reasons. One, it's just very, you know, that's the way we've been doing it. And also, yeah. uh, you know, we have insurance companies and government regulations to deal with.
0: So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different masters it. that you have to deal with when you develop technology. Mm-hmm. And so getting those approvals must be a difficult job as well.
1: Well, if you're dealing with getting, you know, complying with government regulations or whatever, yeah, and I think that's been the hindrance. So, uh, but we've taken a different approach. We we put the, the client and the patient first while we still deal potentially with other stuff. But I think that's, we've just decided that uh, even though there may be multiple masters we have to deal with, we're going to put the client or patient first and then work everything backwards from there.
0: And you have an incredible number of, of uh, testing locations as well, right? Yeah, well, we with E7 Health, we just uh,
1: launched E7 Health National. So we have about, you know, 4,500 locations uh, that you can get some of our services. Uh, our two uh, corporate brick-and-mortar ones are in Southern Nevada. We're going to be expanding those. But with E7 Health National, we have, yeah, we have about 4,500 locations. Uh, And then we're gonna also roll out our brick and mortar uh, regionally and then eventually nationally. So we're doing both. So online we have a presence, but we're gonna have a brick and mortar presence, hopefully uh, in the next few years. Well, that's excellent.
0: What does it, what does it stand for E7? So uh,
1: we have seven books of business so that's number one. Okay. And then the E is the, the technology we use to connect all seven okay. books of business. So you can think of us like a food court with seven restaurants. And a mm. lot of our clients, you know, get the entree here, the dessert there and the drink there. And so uh, that's where our technology comes. And we're really the first person in that space where we created E7 Health and, uh, Uh, And we really created our own category, because even though there are people that do any one or two books of our business, no one does all seven books, which is a lot of our clients find very refreshing Mm. because they usually fire four or five different companies to come to us. Mm.
0: You mentioned clients, like who would be a, a typical client?
1: um you know we have government
0: agencies uh
1: cities water departments we have defense firms we have school uh, allied health schools we have all the entire health sector nur- you know nursing homes, surgery centers uh and then we have retail clients too so whether we're, we're in seven books of business that involve adult vaccinations which is uh something that no one really talks about now everyone's aware of it because of covet so in many ways, we were like a COVID company before COVID existed. We were mm-hmm. focused on on all the books of business that adult vaccinations were involved. Uh, this is back in 2009, way before COVID. Yeah, and so we we then provide every service around the vaccines. So there's vaccines needed in student health, employee health, travel medicine, even in STD testing. You know, S STD vaccines. So we provide the vaccinations and then everything around the vaccinations for all our books of business. You sound like a busy guy. Technology. You know, yeah, luckily, let me This uh, my job, my job is actually to develop culture and processes. And so uh-huh. literally I could write a book on <laughs> all the things you shouldn't do as an entrepreneur and all the things you should do yeah. because. <laughs> because the if you do it correctly, you want to be working not on all that stuff. You know, I have amazing staff that does that, but my job is really how to grow the culture, how to develop processes, how to do critical thinking, how to organize uh, a company that has a culture where everybody feels like the the organization is looking out for you, uh, mm-hmm. where the management is working for the staff, not the other way around. Uh, yeah. so it's, it's really interesting because I, yeah, you would think I'm into the technology portion, which, you know, of course I yeah. help lead, but my, my job is to, you know, provide the mentoring and the problem solvings for organizations to move to the next level. Uh, so we, we focus a lot on developing, you know, ownership from the staff and then treating them with a lot of respect and offering them a lot of opportunity for advancement and growth uh, and having them really feel, you know, that they're not being micromanaged, but they're, they're actually contributing to the organization. It's really, that's really, Mm -hmm. I think I spend, you know, 70, 80% of my time, you know, focusing on on how to grow a company uh, and how to empower people. Uh, And uh, if you, what I think, if you do that correctly, uh, you'll, you'll get results that you weren't anticipating.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Jonathan, you, you have a very calm demeanor about you. So was it always like this, or is this something that you worked on? Is this, have you (laughs) done some kind of mindset work? Because you're very, you're very laid back. You're very calm, very relaxed. So I'm very curious about that.
1: Yeah, I think that probably, you know, I used to do critical care medicine. If you or your callers or viewers don't know what that is, uh, critical care medicine is taking care of people on life support and the intensive care unit. Yeah. And, you know, nothing, nothing could like freak you out more than that when you first started out. Of course,
0: up. yeah. And yeah. so,
1: yeah, so I learned that, you know, that being calm in, in, and I had mentors who taught me that being calm in those kind of situations, uh, really, you know, pay, pay dividends and provide you allowed you to provide leadership if, if you're calm and direct. Uh, so that's yes. number one. I think number two, leading an organization, you know, over time really teaches you how, mm. how, you know, you have to have four or five gears, right? And you have to know what situation calls for what gear. And what, sometimes different people require different gears. You know, some mm. people respond to uh you know uh being direct some people respond to uh you know uh, coaching. some people respond to empathizing and, and uh you know it's not it's not again i think a lot of that comes from you know trying to develop culture in an organization you cannot just blurt out whatever you want whenever you want to say it and uh, and then sometimes there is a place to just blurt it
0: out. You know, you, you just have to kind yeah. of figure it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you mentioned, yeah, you,
0: you, yeah. You mentioned you had, um, mentors in the past. So may I ask how many mentors in the past you had? Oh, I mean, uh, over the years, there have been lots of mentors, but I mean,
1: some have been, you know, in the medical field, some have been in the, the, the entrepreneurship and business field, uh, and some of them come from, like, reading a lot of you know books on, on how to develop culture. You do like I, to read I books, to I can
0: see.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, um, I mean, reading books, you know, especially on culture and business development, is helpful. But then you, you know, then you kind of match it up with your own experiences. Mm-hmm. And so part of it is really, uh, you know, combining kind of learning and then experiencing and try to match that up over the the many years. So it's mentors, it's been just, you know, different interactions and also having a lot of different roles. You know, I've been medical director, I've been in the business side, I've been on the clinical side, I've been on the teaching side. And what you do is you kind of bring it all in to kind of give you one perspective that you kind of run with.
0: That's awesome. Well, you've been through so many roles. Now, my next question will be what's the next five year plan? Right. Uh, you
1: know, I think uh, I'm sort of committed to, you know, obviously growing our company, but I'm really committed to having our organization evolve and having providing leadership and having my staff and, and our leadership team and our staff to grow our company, but also to grow as individuals. And, and really uh, see as a team if we can take our organization you know to the to a higher level in terms of making breakthroughs in our case in healthcare and providing a solution that hasn't been done before uh, it's not just copying or being slightly better than the competitor uh, I think okay. it's you know we want to make it so our we're not talking about competitors we're talking about you know, creating our own thing. And that's what Creativity. I reached our
0: staff. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. So on our show here, I don't know if you watch some of the episodes, we always like to ask what your inner superpower is that got you to this point.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really this. When I look back at the beginning is, I think, uh I don't know. i don't know if it's a superpower superpower because i think everyone has but i think it's hard work i, I think there are mm. people who get lucky and you know just you know open up a youtube channel and make millions of dollars a year or whatever but uh, i don't think i would plan on that if i was mentoring people i would say the superpower is hard work uh if you're in any situation whether you're starting college or whatever i mean if you work harder any, than anyone else in the class, but in more hours, you're probably going to get ahead. And same thing with uh business career. Uh, and, and same thing with, you know, being a father or you know, whatever, you spend a lot of time in your kids, I promise you you're going to get a different result. Uh and so I think uh the power of hard work whether it's in your personal life or in your business life, uh, you can get lucky. Uh you can just naturally you'd be lucky your kids turn out amazing. You can you know, naturally, you know, you know, become an influencer by cryptocurrency and become a billionaire. But short of that, I think you, you need hard, hard, hard work.
0: Yeah. It's uh, without massive action, uh, is hit and miss, you know, uh, you, you can, you can do all the, all the work that you need to do, but if you're not taking consistent, massive action, um you're going to wait for luck. I don't know. It's, it's, it's quite risky.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And it can, risky. but, well, uh, it definitely, I, I wouldn't plan on it. Yeah, definitely. You, you, you definitely been working hard and it looks like you're going to continue to work hard. And I'm, I'm grateful that, uh, we have a person like you out there creating the stuff that you're creating to make things better, uh, for others. Right. So I'm, 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 I'm I'm appreciative for you to come on the show. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Obviously, you're so busy. Uh, do definitely keep mm-hmm. in touch. Um, I love spreading message here. So, you know, if you have any other announcement you want to share, let me know. Uh, just email away. And um, yeah, there no, and th-
1: I, yeah, thank you. Yeah,
0: and I just wanted to ask if you have any final words for the audience. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated.
1: Yeah, I I think, uh, you know, if I can speak to other people who are thinking about developing their own company or whatever, uh, I just I think the message I I would send and I tell people is really, you know, when you're starting an organization, uh, think about a way that you can make the lives of the people who are going to be in your organization better and then have them also buy in that they are there not just to you know have a job but you know maybe have a uh, amazing career and i think if you put those two things together where they're all in it and you are going to start an organization where uh you know people's lives will continue to get better as long as they're within your organization and they're also going to contribute uh in a way that's meaningful not just clocking in and clocking out when you marry those two things you can take almost any organization to to the sky.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for that. That's great, great uh, advice. Appreciate it. Audience, thank you so much for joining us today. As always, please visit my website, com and engage with the content, join, and follow our social media. And definitely, whoever we bring on the show, they also – We'll love to hear from you. Jonathan here, you can see he's a wonderful person. He's doing good. Visit his site. All his information will be in the show notes. Connect with him on his social media, engage, and, you know, learn. And like he said, like Jonathan said, massive action, you know, hard work. So hard work and smart work. So thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you, everyone else.